Join me right now on Kumite TV is UFC lightweight juggernaut Desmond Green. What's going on, Desmond? Yo, yo, what's good, boss man? Chilling, man, chilling. Tuesday night, you know, we had uh, had Spire today, you know. So I know, I know, I just fought last month, but I'm back in camp again, fighting again next month. I mean, uh, not next month, but uh, yeah, next month. Tomorrow makes the first. So couple cup three weeks man back at it yeah how does it feel to uh have back-to-back -back camps you know right after each other uh, uh it feels good really um honestly if you look early in my career like i used to fight like three times once i fought three times in like 13 days you know like consecutive boom 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 back in like 2013 you know when the commissions wasn't really heavy on making you space them out so, it, honestly, it just feels good because, you know, you put in a hard camp. I had a quick fight, you know, finish. We'll get into that later. But, you know, I wasn't hurt or anything. So, I was able to hop right back into camp. And, uh, it's like, I didn't even miss a beat. And, uh, you know, now it's like everything times two. It's like I was, I was already where I'm at last camp at the beginning of this camp. So, you know, we just putting on, putting on, you know, bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, especially with the team that you got there in Florida, you cannot miss a beat. There's killers, you know. There's you know yeah. predators down there. It's uh, you uh must, yeah, it, it must sure. be incredible. Oh, bro, I do. I love it. Honestly, that's the reason why I chose this camp. I mean, I came down here and the intensity in the room was so high. I mean, just every day you got Michael Johnson, you got Jason Jackson, you got Kamara Usman, you got Gilbert Durino, who just had a first round, second round finish. Um. This past week at UFC Fort Lauderdale, you know, we got Nick Lentz, we got Robbie Lawler. Bro, the list goes on, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's you always, like you say, you always got to be on your toes. So, you know, I love it, and it helps me just for my camps. Because going against these guys, I'm like, you know, I, I, if I could go rounds on rounds on rounds, like today we did eight rounds, eight kickboxing rounds. You know, if I could do eight rounds a day, I know for sure in a fight I'm good to go. When you got a team like that, that you guys are having so much success back to back to back, you kind of get to ride that wave of emotion, that excitement. Does that help you throughout the camp? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I was telling um, John Anik the other, like, a couple few weeks ago, I'm like, uh, ever since Kush won the belt, like, the energy in the room has just been even higher. You know, we already been on one accord, but, you know, ever since then, it's just been crazy. You know, like, we, we all motivated. We see, like, all right, yo, one of my own got that. He's a head honcho. We, it just helps us, you know, zero in on the task. All right, let's get into your last fight, UFC Philadelphia. You predicted a knockout finish against Ross Pearson. You went in there. You did it. What made you so confident going into that fight? Um, Honestly, bro, it was, it was accumulation of, my past losses that that was decisions out of the country and me just becoming more confident and just more a fighter as a whole and getting back into my wrestling, you know, but I was just so happy on striking because I'm out striking these guys, but I'm still losing the fight because, you know, a lot of it I felt, you know, the, the three that I'm talking about is the ones that was out of the country. But, you know, it, I was just tired of it. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm so much better than this. I'm supposed to be winning these fights. Had I had had I did win those fights, like 
I'll be on a whole different path. But I'm gonna get where I'm gonna be, and as a champion, I'm gonna get there anyway. But I'm just like, I was just like, I knew something had to change, and and my attack, my mindset, and uh, during during those six months I had off, I was really able to home in and like just figure some things out. I was telling people before, I'm like, yo, bro, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I just figured it out. Like that's how I know, cause I wouldn't even call it, but like I, I just know, I, I knew what was going to happen. Like, just like this fight coming up, bro, like, it, you're going to see very few decisions out of me from here on out because, like, I learned how to flip that switch in there and, uh, you know, it's really let loose with all my tools. Was that something that you figured out on your own or did you have coaches or someone else that came to you and said, hey, man, you got to go back to your roots. You got to go back to, you know, fighting a certain way. Uh, really, I had everybody saying that, bro, like, Coaches, family, friends. Honestly, that's who was like really my family and friends were there. Like, yo, bro, like you really gotta like just go in there and go all out of there. You at the top, you're like you have nothing else to worry about. You accomplish everything. Go in there and really show them what you uh what you can do. And uh, yeah, it just, it just stuck. Pearson, he's not much older than you, but he retired after that fight. What was your reaction to that? Yo, you know, it's funny because I was joking around, but I was kind of serious. I was telling my teammates, and, bro, I got, like, texted screenshots of, like, them sending it to me after. They were like, yo, I was like, I'm going re- to retire this guy. I just, because, and, yo, you know the crazy part? Like, if you look, before the fight, he was doing interviews, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just getting back into the swing of things. I'm really, I think I'm just about to be a second coming to my career, da, 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 but, Bro, I, I'm 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 a bad matchup for like anybody, and especially if you like trying to get your swagger back, it's like it won't happen against me. And uh, same thing happened with Gleason, bro. I'm like, yo, they just and all my teammates like, yo, you just retiring these guys. You gotta stop being a bully. But uh, yeah, everybody, it's it all different until you step in front of there with me, you know. And uh, but yeah, it was crazy. I, I think he had a little bit more fight in him yet, but if he did, like I said. Um, in one of my interviews before, he accomplished so much in his career. Like, you know, he's been in the UFC a decade, was a uh, ultimate fighter, show winner. So, you know, he's put his time in. Um, I was happy to able I was happy to be able to share the cage with him and uh, you know, get a highlight off of him. <laughs> well, leading up to that fight, the last fight, you had a few injuries to your hand. Physically, how did you feel afterwards? Uh it I was fine, honestly, because I it wasn't. I, it, I was so quick and uh, the shots were so precise and accurate. I didn't take a lot of damage. I didn't hurt myself at all. I, I actually like hurt myself the last three weeks of camp more than I did in that fight. So, you know, that was great and uh, that was that was another thing in the back of my head. I'm like, yo, I need to go out here and hurry up and finish because you know I had a groin injury, I had a, a hand injury. I'm like, man, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to mess around. That's what really helped me get that sense of urgency, and I realized, like, that's how I got to have it. That's how I got to keep it. Now you get to go to UFC, Rochester, home game for you. What does it mean to finally have a fight in your hometown on the biggest stage? Oh, man, like, so it's crazy. Like, so, number one, because... If you look in the UFC, like prior to my last fight, I had three fights out of the country and two fights in the country. You know what I mean? It was crazy. It was like I was fighting out of the country more than I was in the country. But um, now we have three and three. But like, especially being from New York, I got 
like 30 professional fights. I'm always fighting in somebody else's backyard. I'm always the underdog. I'm always coming in hostile territory. So, like, this will, this mine in Buffalo, this will be the first time where I'm actually, like, at home, home. It's going to be crazy. Like, man, when I tell you, like, they're going to the scream and the roar and the, the, the audience is going to go so crazy when I come out. And even crazier when I finish this guy because, like, you better believe I'm, I'm I'm getting the finish. Like, it's not going 15 minutes. I'm going out there and expending myself. Like, I'll be dog tired, ready to throw up before this fight ends. Like, just for the hometown. But I got so many people coming out. Like, man, it's going to be crazy. Like, every day I wake up, bro, I swear, it's like Christmas. I'm counting down the days. I, I'm just happy. Even when I'm sore, I'm sore as hell. Stepping out of bed, limping. But I'm just like, yes. Soon, soon I'll be able to, like, just finally live out my dream. Like, it's going to be good stuff, bro. It's going to be good stuff. And finally get on a win streak, too. You know, like, I just had a good win. I know I'm going to win this one. And then really just kick it off, bro. Um, I was I was saying I'm not fighting out the country for a while. But, you know, I, I figured I, I unlocked some stuff. So if, I, if they want me to go back out of the country after this, they actually got to fight in Abu Dhabi. My man just told me about, uh, like, September 7th. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, they can work some magic and get me on there. I'm going to Abu Dhabi. Well, this is a quick turnaround. You know, you're returning in less than two months. Did you jump immediately back into the training camp or did you take a little bit of time off? Uh, so I did a little bit of both. So, like, you know, I was taking like two or three days off here and then I go to like sparring. I go to sparring always. Sparring is Tuesday, Thursday. I hardly ever miss sparring. That's something I got out of town, taking my daughter back and forth in New York because I like, happen to do something. But I always go to sparring, so I've been back sparring immediately. And, like, you know, I take, like, a couple days off here and there. But for the most part, I've been, like, you know, staying in, staying, working out. So, you know, like, my, my cardio right now is better than it's ever been. It's better than it was my last fight. And my cardio was great last fight. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, right now, everything I've been doing for, like, the past four weeks and then the next two weeks is just going to be, like, money added into the bank. Like, because, like, I'm fight ready right now. Like, honestly, I could go five rounds right now. That's how I train. Like, I, we always train people with a three-round fight right now, but I always train for five, six rounds. Like, you know, because the amount of energy you're going to expend, you can't never match in the practice. So. Like, I'm ready, yeah. Yeah, your camp is known for guys that have big, big gas tanks, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you have to, honestly, bro, because if you're in the room going with any of us, like, man, heat's getting thrown at you, whether we sparring or wrestling or whatever we're doing. Like, you you got to be on point. Don't come in the room lacking conditioning. Well, now you're facing... Charles Jordan, he's a young, hungry Canadian. He's making his UFC debut. What are your thoughts on him and his skill set? Um, I watched some video on him. Um, he's a he's a fighter. He's a tough fighter. But man, when I when it comes to levels, I'm gonna show him like like his real levels to this. And uh, he may be he may be UFC ready, but he's not like that top tier ready. And I like because I watched his videos. And he's good. He's scrappy, but Man, I, I'm exposed to a lot of things that, um, you know, hopefully will make him better in the long run. But I'm on a tear right now, and uh, he's just going to have to be a, another highlight reel on my record. 
Many people consider you to be knocking on the door to the top 15, to the top 10. When you signed this fight, did that enter your mind at all? Um, honestly, no. Like, because I, I, I know I'll get there and wins will get you there. But, bro, I, I would have took whoever. I would have took, like, somebody that wouldn't even make sense was on the loser. I, I wanted to just fight on this card. Or I would have took the best guy. If they say, yeah, you got to fight Dustin Poirier. And Scott said, let's do it. I wanted to fight on this car. And, um, <laughs> literally, if they would have said, yo, you got to go up the welterweight, I would have did it. If they said, you got to go down the featherweight, I would have did it. I just needed on this car, bro. That's why, like, I don't think they understand, like, the energy that's going to come from me and just the arena come May 18th. Like, man, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be electrifying. With so many killers in the lightweight division, who is on your hit list after this fight? Um... Yo, man, you know who I really want to fight, bro? I, I want to fight always the champ, Dustin. But uh, I want to fight Justin Gaethje, man. Number one, because he beat my teammate. And, you know, I just want a little revenge out of that. But two, because, like, I like the way he fights and he's scrappy and all. But, bro, like, it's levels, man. Like, you know, I, I want to show, like, man, when you, when you crisp and you know how to do everything like I do, I can fight, I can wrestle, I can box. I could uh, grapple, you know, just the whole package. Like, guys like that, man, him or Tony Ferguson, any of those guys. Bro, Anthony Pettis, I, I, want, I want that whole top five. Last year, you went to Russia. You faced off against Maribek Tysimov. You dropped a decision. He tested positive for steroids from a sample that they took at that event. But it was determined that, you know, it was a contaminated supplement, so you saw that they reduced his sentence to six months. When you heard that news, what was running through your mind? Um, well, I was like, I knew this motherfucker was juicing first off. I, like, I knew it. I was like, that's why he couldn't get down the weight. Because, you know, he came in five pounds heavy, too. And I'm like, that's probably the number one reason why he couldn't get down. When you're taking stuff like that, it's hard to cut weight. And I don't believe that tainted supplement thing, bro. Like, yo, we get a clear list of what we're allowed to take and what we're not. And, like, bro, it's not like any fighter to tell you nine times out of ten, it's like, so, and I looked into it, the stuff he was taking, it was sold in, like, in, in Thailand or whatever, and it didn't have labels on it. Why are you taking something with no labels on it, bro? Like, that just doesn't even make sense. You're a professional athlete. So, and even so, I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. But, yeah, I'm I'm trying to work on getting that turned to a no contest anyway because, bro, with, with coming in five pounds over and you got steroids clearly in your system that's banned, uh, I definitely, and it was the closest decision. I, I feel like uh, that should be definitely turned to a no contest. I'll run it back with him anytime he wants in the States or back over there. Like, all, all of my losses, bro, I run it back wherever, because, I, like I said, I'm a whole new fighter now. But, uh, yeah, that that was, uh, I wasn't even surprised, but I'm like, yeah, that's what he get. I'm glad he got caught. A little well, bit. Six months, I'm like, six months, that's. Half the time, you don't even get booked for, like, if you lose or, you know what I'm saying, something like that. Or you, like, one of those guys, they fight once every, once or twice a year. So, six months is going to be right about the time he's coming back from camp. Like, maybe you right. could get that, maybe you could run him back in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, for sure, bro. I'd definitely take that. Have definitely you talked to the UFC about turning that fight into a no contest? I haven't talked to them. I've talked to my managers about it. They said they're going to be working on it. So, we'll see. All right, man. Uh, last thing before I let you go, you know, 
music and sports, it goes together. Like, what are you listening to? What are you bumping in your ride, you know, when, you, when you're going to training, you know, training or to, to the gym or, you know, when you're just chilling? All right, so I got a couple different uh, genres. So not genres, it's all rap, but a couple different flows. Like, when I'm just going on my way to the gym, I like to listen to, like, Future. You know, he always hype me up and whatnot. And then, but, like, right before a fight in the locker room, it's, like, old school, like, DMX, Tupac, uh, The Locks. You know, stuff like that, like old school shit like that, get me hype. But a lot of Tupac and DMX in the locker room before the fight. But um, other than that, like when I'm just out and about and practicing stuff, it's future, you know, Wayne, Drake. Is there any, like, one particular song that you could just play on loop and you could just listen to it and listen to it and it doesn't get old? Yeah, uh, Future March Madness. A dirty shoulder and styrofoam. I spend a day to get my mind gone. That's my shit right there, bro. I can listen to that anywhere. It's put me in a good mood. All right. That's one of those songs, you know, when you're in the sauna, you got to get off one more pound, so you got to sit in there for a couple more minutes. You just put that one on loop. All right, man. May 18th, UFC on ESPN Plus 10. Rochester, New York. Thank you, Desmond, for your time, and uh, good luck to you, sir. I appreciate it, boss. Catch you.